Pastor Xavier Reese with the simple truth about what it means to have a genuine heart for God. What would my children think if I say, sit down, I need to talk to you, and I got to tell you I am deep pain? They think I was crazy. Now, why do I insult you that way? I want you to think I'm spiritual. If my actions are not motivated out of love, they are insignificant and they are deceptive. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Now, today's advanced technology allows for portable and easy-to-use heart defibrillators to be placed on airplanes, shopping malls, and in most public places. And just about anyone can help someone having heart failure. But there's only one way to resuscitate a sinful heart. The prescription is in the simple truths we'll examine today as Pastor Xavier takes us back to the book of Matthew, beginning in chapter 5, as he discusses matters of the heart. Let's listen. There are many principles that can be drawn from the Sermon on the Mount regarding the kingdom. But there are three that we dare not miss or we will miss the kingdom altogether. The first being that man's heart is evil and satiated with love for self. It's throughout the Sermon on the Mount, which goes chapter 5, 6, and 7. As you know the scripture in Jeremiah 17:9, the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? The following verse says, only God can know that heart. Now everything you and I hear in our schools... In our colleges, in the literature you read, even in some of the churches you attend, you get bombarded with the self-love and how good you are and how valuable you are. Let's clear the table and the atmosphere. God says you're a dirty, rotten sinner with a miserable heart. And that includes me. That's the first step, recognizing your poverty of spirit. If you look with me in chapter 5, verse 3, we said there, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. It begins right from the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. His pride keeps him from the kingdom. I'm not a sinner. I mean, I know there's some people that need to be forgiven and some people that are really bad, but not me. You've missed the kingdom right from the beginning because you think you're the exception. You think your heart's okay. I think my heart's okay. And God says, no, it isn't. You know, what's interesting when Jesus says, you know, with his disciples, all 12 of them there, he says, you know, one of you is going to betray me. You want to read something classic? Read that passage. Every one of them turned around and said, is it I, Lord? They had proper perspective. They all knew that they all had the capacity to betray him. Today in the church, we're saying, oh, not me. God says, oh, yes, you. Absolutely you. The heart. The heart where it all starts. The second principle is that man's motives and his attitudes are determined by the condition of the heart. Let me give you a couple of scriptures out of Proverbs. Just jot them down if you want. Um, The first one is Proverbs 4.23 where it says... 
Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. The only way you can keep your heart is to give it to God. It's to hide God's word in your heart that you might not sin against Him or that I might not sin against Him. My heart has to be changed, transformed. It'll only be transformed by the word and by the power of the Spirit of God. Not by your 15-step programs. Listen to Paul. Today we are saying, what can deliver us? Paul says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Paul didn't say what. He said who. Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What goes on up here usually is stirred up from down in here. The heart. Now, I'm still sold under sin, Paul says. I'm sinful. There's not one good thing in me. And so I have to bring my thoughts into captivity, he tells the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, with the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal but spiritual. Paul tells the Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. He enumerates the whole armor. There's a warfare going on. It's a warfare for your mind and your heart. And it's a spiritual warfare. It's not physical. And so the second principle is that man's motives and attitudes are determined by the condition of his heart. Either you have control of your heart or the Lord has control of your heart. Two cannot handle it. Two cannot run it. There's a warfare going on. But the decision has been made. The commitment has been made. The Lord is the one to have my heart. In verse 33 of chapter 5 again, our intent is to appear honest when really we are not. And that comes from the motive and the intent of the heart. Listen, to deceive. To deceive. How many times has a young man said to a young lady, Oh, but I love you. I'll do anything for you. What's the motive? What's the intent? Hey, I want to conquer you. What happens after the conquest is over? Lives are destroyed. Why? Because you were deceived. Deceived. The intent and the motive. Again, in verse 38, our inclination is self-love. Protect yourself. Get vengeance. Retaliate. Now, often we have, uh, there's a misunderstanding about some of these principles here in the Sermon on the Mount where it says, you know, turn the one cheek and they hit you on one, turn the other one. But it's not talking about self-defense. It's talking about somebody aggravating you against the gospel of Christ because you're a Christian. Now, I will take certain amount of abuse for the Lord that way. I am to do so as the prophets. But if you just come up to me on the street and you decide you want to punch me out, you're going to be in for a surprise. You understand what I'm talking about? Because I'm not going to stand there. God doesn't expect you to be a doormat for anybody. He's talking about antagonism and persecution and hatred against the gospel and the Christian who represents the gospel. That's what he's talking about. Now, use your judgment, use wisdom, that even in a confrontive situation, you get out of it. You don't want to blow your witness. 
But if you are going to assault my wife or my child or myself or an innocent bystander, then I'm going to defend that person or to myself or my family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so our inclination is love for self. And these are the things that constantly, every day, as we walk with God, we have to fight against. Remember, it begins in the heart, and then the motives and the attitudes are, are sourced in the heart. Nowhere else. Don't blame it on your father. Don't blame it on your mother. Don't blame it on your third grade teacher. Don't blame it on your boyfriend that ripped you off. Don't blame it on the girl who left you. Look to your heart. There's the problem. Nowhere else. But see, Jesus doesn't just point to a problem and say, okay, see what a creep you are? Now, he doesn't do that to make us feel miserable. He says, now, will you let me get a hold of your heart? Will you let me take care of it? Will you let me take that pain, that suffering, that hardness, and let me work with it? He says, I can do a tremendous job. He says, I've never had any complaints on those who have given me their heart. They've never been the same. But you have to give me your heart and leave it there. You can't be taking it back every once in a while when you feel like, you know, you're bummed out. Or you can't take it back whenever you think it's convenient for you to have it. You give it to me, you got to leave it there. And I guarantee you that I'll blow your mind for your life. That's his conditions. Now, we've looked at the heart, at the attitudes and motives. But thirdly, is man's actions. They are seen by man, but judged by God. So important. My actions are seen by all of you. You may look at me and say, oh man, what a tremendous guy. Oh, he's this, that. But God alone knows whether I'm up here acting or not. You see? God knows whether I'm here to impress you. God knows here whether I'm, I'm telling you something that I don't do myself. God knows. And that's the bottom line that we have. can never lose sight of. If we do, then sin will deceive us, we will deceive ourselves, and the world will deceive us. And don't forget Lou. He'll deceive you too. Absolutely. Hebrews 4.13 says that everything is open and naked with Him with whom we have to do. He sees everything. Nothing is hid from his sight. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It almost seems contradictory. Well, if, if, if we're not to do things to be seen, then how can, we, how can we be lights and not do things? Well, he's saying it comes from a different perspective. If you are a Christian, the Beatitudes, what you are, you're being what you are. And you're not doing it for the sake of being seen, but you're doing it and people will see what God is doing through you and that will bring glory to your Father. The other aspect is, as he said in chapter 5, verse 20, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the ostentatious outward ritual to be seen of men. I grab my Bible and say, oh, beloved, and, and I take out my handkerchief and dab myself, and I, as I was praying, you know, I'm acting up here. What would my children think if I say, sit down, I need to talk to you, 
and I got to tell you I am deep pain. They think I was crazy. <laughs> now, why do I insult you that way? Why do I insult God that way? I want you to think I'm cool. I want you to think I'm spiritual. I want you to think I'm a man of God. <laughs> We're bad. Real bad. My actions must be motivated by God's love. Chapter 5, verse 48. Therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. My actions must be motivated by God's love. I challenge you to find me one book of the Bible that is not centered on God's love. Pick anyone. That's the foundation. If my actions are not motivated from and out of love, they are insignificant. Insignificant. And they are deceptive. And they are self-centered. Now you may say, well, Xavier, you know, you're really talking about perfection here this morning. No, I'm really not. Because God knows that I'm not perfect and He knows I will fail, but my attempt is not to fail. My attempt is to hit the mark. My attempt is to walk in the light so I can see the pit holes. My attempt is to stay in the light so that I can see the snares. My attempt is to stay in the light so my heart can be exposed to me. David says, Lord, search me and know if there be any wicked way within me and try me. Because I know my heart is evil. Paul said, there's not one good thing in me. Now, I wish some of these preachers would read that. I wish all the sociologists and psychologists on whatever camp they are, non-believer or Christian, would read that. Secondly, my righteous deeds or acts of giving can be worthless. Chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. They heed that you do not do your righteousness or your charitable deeds before men to be seen of men. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So all that I do, and the word there, charitable, speaks of righteousness, the deeds, usually affiliated with giving. The Jews were real ostentatious to give in front of people and to display their, their graciousness and all that. And some people are still like that today. We encourage that in the church today. We have banquets and, and people say, well, I know there's 15 people here going to give $1,000. Let's see your hands. And they present you a plaque or they give you a parking stall or they put uh, your name over a, a toilet stall or whatever. Okay? It's yours. There's your reward. There's your reward. I don't know what you give. I don't care what you give. I appreciate what you give to the Lord. But I don't want to know. I don't look at your giving. I don't go around and follow you, see what charitable acts you do towards people who don't have money, who don't have things. That's between you and God. And if I am doing it to be seen of people, then I have my reward and they are totally worthless. Absolutely nothing. They sound the trumpet in the synagogue, in the streets. They say they seek the glory of men. They have the reward. The word there is full payment. <laughs> 
Don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now, that's pretty hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> What's he meaning? He's meaning that you should be walking in the love of God and doing things as the opportunity opens up to where it's just such a natural thing, you don't even think or your conscience that you should do anything else. Oh, come on, Xavier, let's live in reality. I am, man. You have to walk in the Spirit, and so do I. You have to walk in the love of God, not the love of Xavier or the love of John. Love of Mary. I tell you, it make all the difference in the world. And He will reward you openly. Through your life, He's talking about. He's not talking about presenting you a platter or anything else. He's talking about in your life. But next we see that my prayers can be only words to men in verses 5 through 7 of chapter 6. Don't pray like the hypocrites and the synagogues and the streets to be seen of men. Go into your room, your, your hidden room, your, your own private place and pray in secret and your Father will reward you openly. Not thinking that in your vain repetition by the many words you say that you're going to be heard. You're going to just wear God out. The prophets of Baal try to wear their God out. Don't be like that publican who went into the synagogue in contrast to the Pharisee. The Pharisee said, God, I thank you. I'm not like this man or woman. Or... And the publican just not even looking up. He just beat his breast and says, Lord, be propitious to me, a sinner. Now, the Pharisee prayed to himself. The publican prayed to God. So often we can be so... expressive in prayer before a crowd. And we just go on with superlatives. Oh, thou mightiest God, sovereign, omnipotent, omniscient, righteous. Come on, come on, get on with it. Ask him for something and tell him thank you. <laughs> and we try to impress men. Try to impress men. They can be only words. That's in secret. There's the power. But then also my fasting in verses 16 through 18. Or apparent spirituality as a desire to be worshipped. Like the hypocrites, there's a word again. They make their countenance sad. Appear as if they're fasting. He says, hey, anoint your head, wash your face, and, and get on with life. We do all these little errors so that people can look at me and say, man, isn't he spiritual? Boy, what do we desire? We desire worship. Innate in the heart of man, he desires to be worshipped. Why do you think these young ladies today can't handle it? They need plastic surgery for everything. From liposuction to breast implants to everything else. Why? You want to be worshipped. Men are not far behind. You used to be a hard body, now you advertise for Jell-O. used to be a 10, now you're a minus 2. But it's okay, that's good. That's life. That's reality. We try to put this air on because I want to be worshipped. But see, the reality of it is in verses 19 through 21 of chapter 6. My actions will be determined by where my heart's treasure is. What is your treasure? Let me ask you this morning. Is your treasure Calvary Chapel Pasadena? It will fall apart. 
Is your treasure your savings, your, your, your job, your kids, your car, your house, your image, your reputation? And be careful. You're going to be headed the wrong direction. My actions will be determined by where my heart's treasure is. My treasure better be in heaven, Jesus Christ. I don't want to get to heaven just because it's a nice place. I wanted to get to heaven because that's where Jesus is. If Jesus was in hell, I want to get to hell. You understand me? <laughs> I'm not looking for a place. I'm looking for a person. And we miss that. My motives and attitudes will be determined by the quality of light in my heart. Verses 22 and 23 also. The lamp of the body is the eye, and therefore your eye be good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye be bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great that darkness is. You see, my motives and attitudes will be determined by the amount of light and the quality of light in my heart. If my heart is continually exposed to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God, to the correction, to the quickening, to the checks and all that, then, man, that light is going to be great. It's going to come in, and I'm going to see things properly. But if it's tainted, if it's, if it's distorted, then everything else will be distorted. But he's not talking just the physical eye. He's talking about the inner man. He's talking about the heart. The whole key of the Sermon on the Mount is the heart, the heart, the heart, the heart. And the bottom line is that my actions in service to God can have no real rival. Verse 24 of chapter 6. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Bottom line, people, this morning. You have to make a choice. You cannot serve two masters. My actions and service to God can have no rival. None whatsoever. He doesn't say you can't have them. He says you cannot serve them equally. You are married to Christ as a chaste virgin. What are you doing looking around at other grooms? And you fill in the word groom with anything else that's out there going for you. And you're going for it. You cannot have a divided heart. You cannot serve two masters. For you will love one and despise the other. Sooner or later, it will come to a head. These are matters of the heart that we talked about this morning. Very basic. Very simple. But they're so true. And you and I need to take heed. Our hearts are evil and satiated with love for self. Please understand that. Secondly, our motives and attitudes are determined by the condition of our hearts. Absolutely. And thirdly, our actions are seen by men, but judged by God. And if they're not based on God's love with the right heart, then those actions are absolutely meaningless. Meaningless. So I pray that you go before the Lord wherever you're at, wherever you're walking. Some of you have marriage problems, some of you have child problems, some of you have work problems, different things. But you know what? You've got to nail it down to the heart. You've got to go to God with your heart. And as you do that, 
and you allow him to tear it open with the word and to nourish and to clean it and to just empower it, then you'll be able to deal with the things of life. But it's with the word and with the spirit of God and not with anything else. And it must be your heart. Nothing but your heart. Pastor Xavier Reese with a simple answer for life's most difficult problems. And you can request a copy of today's encouraging study from the book of Matthew called Matters of the Heart. And as always, it's available on CD for just $4. And this message will also contain what Pastor Xavier shared with us last time as well. So the title to ask for once again is Matters of the Heart. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's important that you tell us the call letters of this station when you contact us. So is walking the straight and narrow an unrealistic expectation or an avenue of freedom and joy? Find out more when you join Pastor Xavier Reese on the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com